Government Predators Hunt Conservatives by Hook, Crook, the DOJ, FBI, Policies, Executive Orders, Courts, and Laws, leftist public servants, both elected and unelected, have long had conservatives in the sights of their weapons of war. And they've had powerful allies in this battle in the legacy news media, government schools, and more recently, social media and corporate America, including virtually all of the entertainment and publishing industries. There's no need for an exhaustive list of the ways leftists hunt conservatives. Every conservative with eyes and an amygdala perceives the threat. The most recent of the daily, almost hourly predations comes to us through Congress. First, the U.S. House of Representatives, under the almighty rule of potentate Pelosi, passed the Disrespect for Marriage Act, which, if signed into law, would reverse the bipartisan Defense of Marriage Act signed into law by Bill Clinton in 1996. The House version of the Disrespect for Marriage Act redefines marriage, eliminating both the criterion regarding sexual differentiation and the criterion regarding number of partners. The House version of the Disrespect for Marriage Act no longer defines marriage as the union of two people of opposite sexes or as the union of two people. Worse yet, it doesn't provide any legal protections for people of faith. Of course, given that the free exercise of religion is guaranteed by the First Amendment, laws shouldn't need the redundancy of religious protection language. But we now know leftists disrespect the Constitution as well. Further, the Disrespect for Marriage Act requires the federal government and states to recognize any and all marriages performed in other states. Why are leftists pursuing this? The reason is that in the Roe reversal, Justice Clarence Thomas suggested Obergefell should also be revisited because it too shares in common with Roe a lack of constitutional grounding. Now leftists, accustomed to exploiting the court for their pet moral projects, are quaking in their kinky boots, fearing that marriage, like abortion, will be returned to the people of each state. Anticipating the day when, Lord willing, the Obergefell Supreme Court decision that unconstitutionally imposed same-sex pseudogamy on the entire nation is reversed, as it should be, leftists seek to preemptively rob citizens in every state of their right to define marriage. So, if in a post-Obergefell America, the moral wastelands of, I don't know, Illinois or California were to recognize in law the unions of two women or three men or five people of assorted sexes as marriages, leftists want to force all states to recognize homoerotic and poly unions as marriages, including states that define marriage as it has been defined until the latter half of the latter half of the 20th century, as the union of two people of opposite sexes. The Disrespect for Marriage Act was voted on and passed the House in July of 2022 with the help of 47 treasonous Republicans one day after being introduced. Then the bill moved to the U.S. Senate where cloture, that is ending debate, was invoked and passed with the help of a dirty dozen treasonous Republicans. 
That means debate was ended on the bill, and it now moves to the Senate for a final vote, likely before the end of the year. In the days following the cloture vote, opposition to the bill has intensified because of fears over the bill's threats to religious liberty. Senators Tammy Baldwin, a lesbian, and Susan Collins, a rhino, added a feeble amendment in an attempt to silence objectors, but the Alliance Defending Freedom, ADF, has warned of the weaknesses of their proposed changes, and I quote ADF. Rather than adding any new concrete protections for religious individuals and organizations threatened by the Respect for Marriage Act, the new section simply states that those Americans whose beliefs are infringed can invoke already existing legal protections, like the First Amendment and the Religious Freedom Restoration Act. As such, this new provision does not fix the bill's negative impact on religious exercise and freedom of conscience. Those targeted under the bill will be forced to spend years in litigation and thousands of dollars in attorney's fees to protect their rights. The bill can be used to punish social service organizations like adoption or foster placement agencies that serve their communities in accordance with their religious belief that marriage is the union of one man and one woman. The proposed amendment does nothing to help such organizations. The amendment adds a new section that attempts to address concerns about the tax-exempt status of nonprofits that live out their beliefs about marriage. Once again, the amendment fails to substantively remedy this problem. When the IRS determines whether an organization is charitable under the Internal Revenue Code, it asks whether the entity's conduct is, quote, contrary to public policy, end quote, or violates a, quote, national policy, end quote. If the Respect for Marriage Act were enacted, the IRS could rely upon the bill to conclude that certain nonprofits are not charitable. The amendment's new provision does nothing to prevent this, end quote. Senator Mike Lee, Republican from Utah, recognizing the serious threat posed to religious liberty and conscience rights by the Disrespect for Marriage Act, has proposed a beefier amendment, the Lee Amendment, and sent a letter signed by 20 other U.S. senators to the dozen Quislings asking them not to end debate on the bill unless and until the Lee Amendment is added. Lee and the other signatories wrote, quote, as you are aware, we are one step closer to passing into law the Respect for Marriage Act. In the Obergefell oral arguments, there was a now infamous exchange between Justice Alito and then-Solicitor General Donald Verrilli in response to Justice Alito asking whether, should states be required to recognize same-sex marriages, religious universities opposed to same-sex marriage would lose their tax-exempt status. Solicitor General Verrilli replied, quote, It's certainly going to be an issue. I don't deny that. I don't deny that, Justice Alito. It is going to be an issue. Lee continued, And it is an issue. Obergefell did not make a private right of action for aggrieved individuals to sue those who oppose same-sex marriage. It did not create a mandate for the Department of Justice to sue where it perceived an institution opposed same-sex marriage. But the Respect for Marriage Act will, 
What we can expect should this bill become law is more litigation against those institutions and individuals trying to live according to their sincerely held religious beliefs and moral convictions. Should Congress decide to codify Obergefell and protect same-sex marriages, we must do so in a way that also resolves the question posed by Justice Alito. Instead of subjecting churches, religious nonprofits, and persons of conscience to undue scrutiny or punishment by the federal government because of their views on marriage, we should make explicitly clear that this legislation does not constitute a national policy endorsing a particular view of marriage that threatens the tax-exempt status of faith-based nonprofits. As we move forward, let us be sure to keep churches, religious charities, and religious universities out of litigation in the first instance. No American should face legal harassment or retaliation from the federal government for holding sincerely held religious beliefs or moral convictions. My amendment would ensure that federal bureaucrats do not take discriminatory actions against individuals, organizations, nonprofits, and other entities based on their sincerely held religious beliefs or moral convictions about marriage by prohibiting the denial or revocation of tax-exempt status, licenses, contracts, benefits, etc. It would affirm that individuals still have the right to act according to their faith and deepest convictions even outside of their church or home. The undersigned asks that you oppose cloture on the Respect for Marriage Act unless the Lee Amendment is added to the bill. The free exercise of religion is absolutely essential to the health of our republic. We must have the courage to protect it. End quote. Conservative Americans should thank Senator Lee and the 20 senators who signed the letter. Not so much the dirty dozen who helped sick the hellhounds on conservatives.